welcome to the Anobi Conversation. I'm Steve Waltz. And I'm Jeff Brugelski. And today, Jeff, we're coming into the end of 2020. Woohoo! Yeah, woohoo, right? (laughs) (laughs) And so we're going to do our our traditional urine potpourri podcast. It sounds like we do this all the time, doesn't it? It does. I love it. Potpourri. I think last year was one of our most popular episodes. We had at least a dozen people, I think, listen to that one. So Nice. All right. So, so, so to put up the ratings and to get more content, we thought we'd invite one of our all-stars, Holly Kudel. Hi, Holly. How are you? Welcome, Holly. Thank you for having me join you guys. And what Jeff and I were talking about content, we were highly encouraged to get somebody that actually could add to the podcast. <laughs> No, just kidding. And so we we just thought uh, we just thought we're gonna how can we not end the year without Holly is what we were thinking. Right. That's that's the answer there. How could you end the year without Holly? That's right. It's 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 Christmas time, that's right? That's actually probably what a lot of our customers ask themselves. <laughs> <laughs> At least um, on my team. How can we end the year without Tracy and Alicia and Desiree and the crew. And, and and I think today's a perfect day. I mean, Jeff, think about it. Your, your central time, you got up bright and early for this. And prior to you coming on, I'm talking with Holly. She got up a couple times over the night to help a customer with an issue. And I kept thinking, wow, I wouldn't have done that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Steve, that's why, that's why we're in sales. Steve. That's why we're in sales. We'll go the extra mile. We aren't kidding. goes from the top down. Uh, you know, working on inventory and having to run things at night when nobody's in their system to make those updates. And so I set my alarm and got up so that I can keep things moving. Uh, that, that's awesome, Holly. And, and you know, I kept thinking, Jeff, I, I kept I, I asked her, I, I just got one question. Did your husband wake up or did, 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 he, did he just lay there like I would have? <laughs> He's learned. Just ignore me. <laughs> did, did you get up last night? I didn't know that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so uh, what, we, what we thought we would do is just kind of do a recap a little bit about 2020, uh, some of the challenges, some of the great things that came out of it, too, and then really kind of going into 2021, a little bit about what we're doing here at Novia, but also, you know, to you know, hopefully be able to uh, you know, offer some uh, some good advice to help you with your with your nav in, in B.C. You know, the, and one of the <clears throat> first things that really stood out for me was uh, back in March when the businesses kind of all of a sudden they shut down the country, right? And right. I mean, it was scary for everybody. And, you know, here we deal with a lot of people that are remote and, and have, you know, they're using Microsoft and, and you know, Holly, you took, I wouldn't say your support department took a big hit, but it, it, it slowed down quite a bit, didn't it? Yeah. In, in the beginning it did. Um, I think people were scared. Like you said, it's, you know, I hate to say it was an awful year. It was a different year and a strange year. There were good things and bad things that happened. Um, and our hearts go out to people who have struggled and, and who didn't make it um, through the year. But uh, there's been good stuff that came out of it as well. But in the beginning, people were afraid. And so uh, the spend, unless it was truly broken, uh, sort of stopped. And so we, we ran at a, at a lower rate. Uh, March, April, into May, and then as May hit, uh, things began to pick up and get more back to normal in our department. Um, and now just crazy busy, 
but uh, the early months were, were a little bit uh, slow on uh, support and service, but it gave us great opportunity to dig in and do some uh, training and some rethinking and some improvements as a team and uh, bond as a team. We had spirit week during it to keep everyone's spirits up and did some fun activities together remotely. Uh, I encourage everyone out there that if you are working remotely still, find those opportunities. Uh, we had ladies night once a month uh, with the Holonovia women's group and uh, met together just for an hour after once a month on a Wednesday night. But uh, some great stuff that came out of it as well. But at the start of it, it was a little rough and it was scary. It was scary. And I think, you know, one of the things that we, we always talk about it, if if I had more time, I would do this. Right. And, you know, the right. neat thing was, is you had, a, a, I think, a good part of your uh, your staff. And I think other people's from projects team. We did some jet training, I heard. Right. Yes, yes we were able to uh, take two people from every team. So we have five, four teams. Uh, total here. And uh, so we took two people from each team and they had a full week, 40 hour week of jet trainings where they spent all day every day for that week with the jet team and did jet training. Uh, it was their pilot program for remote. They hadn't done remote training before. It's always been in person. Uh, so that was fun. And we got to critique them and uh, it went very well. So we have a, a really strong team trained in the jet reports area. Uh, we sent someone from each team to Avalara, and uh, we have certified Avalara consultants now. Uh, we walked through that with them. Uh, Serenic training we went through this year. Uh, just Those are just a few of the things that they've done um, during this pandemic and in their downtime. And uh, my entire team went through a customer service training program and our certified customer care agents now. So. Uh, so if you go on our website, the ones who did that training, uh, who were hired and part of our team prior to the summer, uh, you'll see that under their names, customer care agent. Uh, that's because they went through a certified program for customer care and how to best serve and take care of clients. So that was a cool story yeah. of how you, that was a cool story of how you got get that training. Maybe you could tell our listeners about how you got that training for free. Right. right. So you know, you, you think about. Um, the pandemic and and people can't wait for 2020 to be over. But like I said, you know, strange year, odd year, um, different year, but um, some good stuff came out of it too. And so uh, one of the people that I train with regularly on customer service uh, who charges an astronomical amount of money uh, to do some of these trainings, he offered up towards the early part of the pandemic a free opportunity uh, to attend a, a training with him and his team um, via Zoom. And uh, so our entire team joined and took that training for free. Um, would have been a $200 class per person um, prior to the pandemic. So we had the opportunity to be part of that and go through that training and get certified um, through them um, for customer service at no charge. So that was kind of cool. Very cool. And and I know the customer engagement team, a lot of adjustments, because one of the things that makes, I think, Inovia different on the engagement side is that our, our customer engagement team, we travel to customers, spend time with them, and leave, and they don't get a bill. Right. 
And I and, and the beauty of that is, is the, you know, our investment in that relationship is to really better understand their business and, you know, help them, you know, in, in a consultative role to to really look at, you know, is there a business process change you're looking at? You're looking at this. There's a couple ISVs, but to have those conversations and we weren't traveling. And, and so uh, I'm sure uh, Brian, our CFO, enjoyed not seeing those expense reports from traveling, right, <laughs> as much. But, you know, it was, an, it was adopting to the, the the remote and the virtual meetings. And I think we learned a lot about, you know, virtual meetings. And it, it really, um, and, and the neat thing is, it didn't, you know, I was, I was not worried, but I was wondering how this is really going to affect that aspect of it. But I don't, it didn't really, because I think people became more understanding of the situation, right? You know, nothing like talking with somebody and one of the little kids is walking by, <laughs> you know, can you open this for me, dad, or something? It was just, it, 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 I thought there was more human element in some of those meetings. And so, you know, I, I think, I think it really, Jeff, I don't know to put any more onus on you because of you, you do a lot of the demos, not having a chance to go visit the customers, or how did that affect you? What what you do? Yeah, well, I would say personally, 2020 was um, was challenging, and as it, you know, I transitioned from a, a part time member of the of the sales team as an account manager to just um, pre sales and licensing. And that meant the beginning of the year, um, January and February, I was traveling a lot because I was uh, I was having transition meetings to hand off some some customers, and then um, and then March hit and um, and it pretty much stopped. Do you know um, this will be a trivia question? Um, how many in person demos I did this year? Yes, Steve. The in person. Yep. Uh, I would say less than two. <laughs> Holly, do you have a guess? I was going to say three. All right. Well, it was um, one. I did one in-person demo. Um, and so that was uh, different. Usually it's uh, depending on the type of opportunity we are, uh, you know, we're traveling and, and there is something about getting direct feedback um, as you are, uh, you know, as you're showing the software that uh, that can't be replaced um depending on how shy people are with the use of cameras on on teams so so it was it was different that even that um that in-person demo was in june and so that was you know like as um regionally um as you know the the um covid stuff was was sort of subsiding at that time um we decided to go and it was just a strange, um, I, we're used to, I think we're all used to signing the sheets when you, uh, show up at a, um, at a business and, and, you know, uh, sign yourself in Well, there were, there were more forms involved with signing in, um, during a pandemic. It was, you know, they were asking COVID related questions. Uh, I, they didn't take temperatures at the place that, that we visited, but, uh, but then when you met people, um, you know, where we, were we shaking hands? Um, you had to ask that question if people were comfortable shaking hands, and so so that was uh, so that was certainly different. Um, on a positive note, though, I actually uh, this year delivered more demos than uh, than any year previous. So the idea that uh, you know um, working remote and working. Uh, um, via teams doing these demos uh, that was uh, that was something that allowed me to actually do 
three times more than I've done any any other year. So so that was a good thing. And for me, working remote, this is um, this is my ninth year of working remote. So it wasn't a change in in how I work um, as much as the actual tasks that I'm doing and how I'm interacting with our customers and prospects. Nice. I, in my previous life, uh, you know, with the pharma company, we worked out of home. So, um, you know, that that wasn't an adjustment for me uh, on that. But I know it was an adjustment for a lot of people, you know, especially, uh, you know, depending on what stage of life you're going through. Right. So my kids are adult kids and uh, they're not in the house. And and uh, I just <laughs> I just thought of one of my relatives that has five kids under the age of 15 <laughs> thinking I this year was probably a little bit more challenging for them <laughs> than for me. I just, I'm just trying to picture how you would, would, would juggle all that. So, um, so Holly, you know, one of the things that, uh, um, what I, you know, we, we've had some tremendous growth this year, you know, we all got a little nervous back in March, but you know what, if you stay true and you just kind of, you know, have, uh, you know, how can we help the customer? How, you know, how can we help them win, do their business better? Um, you know, just the growth has, has come and, and, and I kept thinking, you know, one of the things, because you guys went through that training and the, I think every year, the last couple of years, uh, the synergy between the engagement team and your team has gotten more positive, you know, and it's more, it's our customer, right? We say it, but it truly is our customer. And and I kept thinking some of the requests that, that when I was dealing with people that were looking for a new partner, I was like, ooh, that's a lot of pain. Ooh, you know, a lot of pain. It seemed like commissions were a big one this year, right? And a couple <laughs> things. So, you know, where, where did you think when you got, we got either new customers or challenges from current customers, uh, maybe like we talked earlier, like how do we find the answers or how do we, you know, as you work as a team to, to solve some of the things that maybe we just weren't quite the experts then, but kind of became experts? God, good question. Um, so, as far as my team goes, uh, the answer is never no. Uh, we really, you know, we talk about that a lot. How do we say no without saying no? Uh, and where do we go from there? So, you know, a customer asks for something. It's our job to figure it out. It's our job to help them uh, to get to that end result. So uh, when they ask us something that in our minds we're thinking, you can't do that, um, we go to, you know, so what does the end result look like? What does success look like? And start there. Instead of starting with uh, the thought process of here's what we want to do. And in our minds, we're thinking it's probably not possible. Let's start at the end result and reverse engineer it. So, you know, where do you guys want to go with this? What does the, the success look like in what your ask is? And then how do we tackle that? And a lot of times it comes back to learning something new. And I, and something I've learned years ago, and I tell my team is, you know, go after the difficult ones, go after the scary ones. Uh, that's where you're going to grow. And that's where you're going to be challenged. And you're going to be passionate about what you're doing, because it's exciting. You know, no one wants to just live in status quo. I mean, we didn't like being quarantined, did we? You know, it's the same thing when you're working on something. Well, Jeff uh, liked being quarantined. He liked being quarantined? I doubt it. <laughs> Unless he has a skateboard ramp in the backyard. Ooh, that's right. a great idea for next pandemic. <laughs> Empty the pool, put in the skateboard uh, ramps. 
But, uh, you know, just embrace those things. And, you know, that's that I think where we can't come to is that uh, a customer comes in. It's maybe not an area we're familiar with. You know, don't be afraid to learn it. Don't be afraid to step up. Uh, our ISVs generally are great and willing to help. And, uh, you know, so someone comes along and it's a new or different ISV or a different area is to, you know, reach out, talk to them, learn the process and help the customer along the way. As you're training and learning, you turn around and train uh, and teach them. And, you know, the learner learns the most, right? And the, the trainer uh, learns the most when they're teaching someone else how to do something they're learning. So it's a, it's a win-win situation, but uh, step up and, and be a part of it. Don't be afraid of something new. Uh, new is good and exciting. You know, I've learned several new areas uh, around the product, not even necessarily in the product, but ISVs that are out there and that work around and along with the product that uh, if it wasn't for a client wanting to use it or that had it and didn't know how to use it that came on board with us, uh, I would have never known about them. And uh, so got involved with some uh, some new ISVs and some new areas that I hadn't known prior. So good stuff there. Nice. And, you know, one of the things that Anovia too is because we have grown, we added a fourth project team and soon to be a fifth project team going into 2021. And, and, and you know, one of the... A lot of things that I get when I talk with prospective customers is that you know, I really didn't understand the, I won't say the, probably the magnitude of our our support team, the size of it, and what you guys do. Because I just assumed every partner had it when I first started. And, and I found out that's not true. And the ones that do have it seem like they do have it, but some of these people flip back and forth on project teams where, you know, your team is how many people now? 12. 12. 12 people, which, you know, is it depends, I guess, what world you're coming from. But in, in, in the Microsoft ERP for Business Central, that's a big number for support. And the fact that you have developers and you have consultants and you got a software engineer on your team and, you know, different different backgrounds is, you know, and levels of expertise on certain areas, which is really cool in how you guys work, work as a team. So did... Uh, did Oh, outside of knowing who, who, you know, we asked Gino this on a podcast, didn't we, Jeff? Who is your least favorite uh, customer engagement representative? We're, should we give Holly a pass on that for the year, or should we poke her on that? I don't have a least favorite. It'll <laughs> <laughs> <He'll> work here. <laughs> you know, Gino took the bait. It doesn't work here. <laughs> it works somewhere else. Um, uh, mentioned uh, 12, you know, Chad and I were talking the one day, and, uh, you know, he made the comment that uh, – you know, when he started with Inovia, 12 was bigger than the team that was here um, at Inovia. And uh, you think about some partners, 12 is their team, and that's just our support team. And so I think one of the things we've done this year and that we look forward to working more on next year is um, internal growth and how do we scale and how do we build up um, the team from within? Uh, you know, 12 is a lot of people to manage. You know, so within just support, uh, it's its own mini little company. And uh, so how do we scale that? And we're working towards moving the dispatch uh, position into a uh, team coordinator position 
uh, well, they'll do some more of the in-house scheduling and uh, working with the team so I could focus more globally on uh, the bigger picture of the support and service team and, and where we go and how we train and move forward as world-class customer service agents. Um, you know, and we talked, you talked about uh, the synergy between us and uh, customer engagement. And uh, so one of the things we talk about is who is your client? A client is anybody that needs your help. Uh, so whether it's internal or external. So my team works and trains on that not only do we respond a certain way to a client on the outside, an external client, but when someone from customer engagement or from accounting, you know, or, you know, from management or from a project team asks of them, how do we respond to them? And it should be the same response that we give to an external customer, you know, and so building that same synergy and um, we want to build those good habits in-house as well as outside of the house. And so we work on that also. Um, we're working on uh, more internal structure, uh, looking at um, some opportunities uh, to to uh, have best practices, have point people who, you know, that's that's who we look to to help, you know, keep us all focused and, and on the same same page in different areas as NAV continues and Business Central to grow and change uh, someone to help keep us abreast of everything that's going on. And, and what is a team? What a Novia is um, suggesting as best practices around the product. Right, and, and I think, you know, as you talked about our growth, you know, when I first started, we were uh, around 40, and now we're over 60, 65. And, but the good, the good thing about it is, you know, we have a plan in place to grow at a, at a pace that still doesn't compromise service and quality. And, you know, one of the things, too, that, uh, um, that we, you know, when I talk with, current customers or prospective customers. I always talk that our goal is to make you as self-sufficient as you can possibly be. And, you know, one of the things that came out of the pandemic <clears throat> was conversations that leadership and, and, you, and you had about these workshops that we've done. And it's it's been really cool. We had, uh, I know, uh, John and Jenny, who have taught the manufacturing classes at uh, NAVUG, did a uh, presentation uh, two-day uh, seminar a couple days ago, but maybe you can talk about what your team has done and, and how that came about. Sure. So, and it wasn't just my team. Um, as the pandemic started and, and things were starting to slow down a little bit, uh, we looked at uh, that desire to build, you know, some workshops to better equip our clients. Uh, we were being asked uh, in different areas for training repeatedly. And so we looked at building that out. Uh, so we got together and we started with financials um, and uh, put together a team. And it was a team across uh, other teams. It wasn't just my team involved. So uh, Brian from Gino's team and Kevin from Annette's team, uh, Tracy and Marguerite from my team uh, were the main ones that uh, were involved initially. And then some others got involved as we moved forward on those areas and uh, we came up with 10 workshops that we felt would fit half day or whole day sessions around the financial area and began to build those out uh, for clients so that they could attend attend those. Uh, and then uh, we just continued from there, just really kind of mushroomed and uh, Tom, you know, Tom's like when he gets a hold of something, got really excited about it. And uh, so we started coming up with other types of workshops we could do. and. Uh, 
assigned different team members to those and uh, began to build those out. Gino kind of took the helm on the development side and ran with the developers on building tracks for the development. Um, they have a great first developers course that they're, uh, they've run once and I believe it's coming up or just happened uh, again. Uh, so that's been a great addition as well. Uh, and it's never ending. Uh, we have a list of another dozen that uh, are being built out in the first quarter and will get rolled out in the second quarter of uh, the next year um, around different areas, relation management in the system, um, inventory. I'm trying to think of some of the other ones that are on that list, but uh, keep looking for them because they're coming. So just more opportunities for the workshops. Um, and then after we got them built and we started to begin the process of promoting them and scheduling them, uh, I was blown away by our management team that came back and came up with this price that I thought was phenomenal. I was like, you, you couldn't get this somewhere. You, you couldn't do it for your own team uh, with support at the prices that we're doing the workshops for. And um, yeah, we turned around and if it wasn't enough that the price was extremely reasonable, then the management team says, yeah, and we're going to let the whole company come for that price. So they can fill up the conference room and everybody join in and participate for that <clears throat> one price. And I thought that was insane. People just don't do that. Um, it's always per seat. So kudos to our management team. I thought that was, you know, really, really a great step um, towards equipping our clients at, at a very, very reasonable price. Yeah, when I saw the prices and and we talked, it was like per company. And I mean, like I know I don't know what the Navog price for like John and Jenny's class. It's a it's a one day class, right? It was manufacturing yeah. one and two, four hours with a lunch break. And the one that they did for us uh, was a two day workshop, and I think it was what six hundred dollars per company because one company had I think five or six people yeah and I, and I kept thinking that would have been probably closer to ten thousand dollars if they would have went to an uh, on-site event so right. that was you know that was really cool and I think it kind of goes to you know what we really try to do is look we want to help you get to a good place help you understand this and when it's time for the heavy lifting we're, we're here we, we we got your back so I I, I guess a couple of questions that we can we'll kind of wrap up here is you know, well, I think one of the things that the three of us, we are glass half full people. I don't know if you knew Jeff was or not, Holly, but he is. Oh, my glass is always full. I think it's overflowing most of the it time. It runneth over. <laughs> <laughs> Run it over. And, and so we try to take, you know, it's, it's adversity. It's how you deal with adversity. And as you said, we know some of our customers have had, had struggle uh, this year. And, you know, it's, it's getting to you know, that mindset of, of, uh, of change of how do we adapt? Right. And I think yeah. we were forced to change. Uh, a lot of companies were forced to change this, this year. So I don't know if there's any, uh, 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 anything you guys want to offer up to companies that are maybe putting together plans for next year on how they can use technology to improve their business. I think if you guys would like to offer up on that. Well, I think uh, when when I think back to the start of this, I remember the uh, one of the things that was as in demand as toilet paper was headsets um, for, because we had with newly remote workforces, uh, we were doing a bunch of uh, 
answering a bunch of questions, helping a bunch of companies move to Microsoft Teams. Microsoft had thrown in the uh, you know the free offer to make it easier for customers um, to to try out the solution. So I think back to uh, you know I, I think um, it was reactionary at the time. Um, you know having uh, businesses uh, have to work remotely but i i i think i've seen um with working with all of these um we've got so many customers that are so much more um uh, they're actually more efficient um they're you know they're more comfortable running uh, running teams you know getting on camera with them um it's all uh, so so i think they're going to be able to use that um to their advantage in in 2021 and um and i expect that you know this this uh it, it's strange both of my daughters graduated um college both got jobs um in 2020 and neither one of them has been to an office yet um other than to receive their laptops and headsets um so they're they've their entire professional careers um they've they've uh just been working remotely and so i think this kind of new reality that is set in not that we're all gonna you know permanently uh, work remote but but i think the idea of um, making the best of any situation having that you know positive mindset that um that holly mentioned that i think is you know pervasive through our throughout our organization from a cultural perspective i think those are um you know those sort of things are going to make 2021 um even better so so it, along those lines do either of you have uh, any um new year's resolutions for 2021 be better <laughs> mine is to get hurt <laughs> less on my skateboard <laughs> be better. i expected technology i thought jeff was going to say everyone should wear those goggles so you're like remote um virtual reality in your office and have some crazy hollow lens stuff and good yeah, idea, but, like, right? I would totally be for that. That would be, <laughs> we could all like have three dimensional. I'm going bold, Joe. So the gar cigars I'm going to smoke are going to be quality cigars, and I'm not going to buy cheap coffee this year. <laughs> Ooh, life, life is too short for uh, cheap coffee and cheap cigars. You know, you're getting old and senile. It's like, yeah, I don't want to waste my. I don't want a cheap. I don't want a bad cup of coffee. I just don't want to waste it. Yeah. Actually, I, I, I've gone more to the tea and doing a lot of Arnold Palmer's. Right, no, get rid of the diet soda. Um, you know, everybody talks about diet and exercise and, and for 25 years, I called on dietitians and healthcare and nutritional area. And so I always think like, um, I ate so much Turkey and chicken that I've, I've spent the last five years catching up on all the beef and red meat and <laughs> stuff. So, you know, anyway, but, uh, but I, I think, uh, uh, we're, we're excited about 2021. Um, you know, I was, I was kind of going back as one of the questions I have, and, and we'll kind of wrap up here is. So what was, of all the podcasts, Jeff, that we did last year, no, we got to exclude Holly because we've had her in a couple and we know those are the highest rated ones. So and we'll pull Holly into this one. But of all the podcasts that you guys listened to, which one stood out the most to you in 2020? I mean, it's, a, it's an easy one, Jeff. I mean, I would be shocked if you don't. Get it. Uh, for me, I'd have to say it was the episode we had Donovan on. There, there you go. <laughs> Selling computers out of his trunk at, at the county fair. I mean, does it get any better than that? 
<laughs> Polly, I, did, I don't know if you that had a chance. That is always a good time. <laughs> He's, he charged people to hop on a van to watch a, a, a what, what do you call those? Those big trucks, monster truck things. <laughs> They're a true salesman, a true a true entrepreneur. So Donovan, we're uh, that I think you won the uh, the award of the uh, the best podcast uh, of of the year. So congratulations, Jeff will send out your trophy uh, to you here in the next uh, couple of weeks. So, well, great. Any anything you guys would like to add? Yeah, just twenty twenty one. You know, uh, dynamic con, um, great new user group that is spun up, um, free to the users, no charge at all. And uh, you know, their March uh, conference. The sessions are being voted on by the people. So it's not uh, a group of uh, people involved in that community or that have paid to be part of that community that are going to decide what the conference looks like. It's the users that are going to decide. Um, so got involved with Dynamics Con and uh, just that simple, dynamicscon.com. And um, January 4th, voting will begin. Uh, all the sessions are up there and you can pick and choose and vote on the ones that you'd like to see them do. Uh, and attend the free conference and, and see those uh, different areas you'd like to see. So um, kind of like the elections, man. If you don't vote, don't complain. Nice. And, right. And I, and thanks, Alex. That leads into, I think, kind of what we, we talk about, right? Get, you know, point people in direction to get the education because now you, you could go on our website. You got NAVUG and you got DynamicCon and there's just a bunch of uh, great resources out there. So, Jeff. You know, as usual, I have nothing, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> I have already. Uh, um, I am. I'm. I'll just say. Uh, I'll just say that I'm looking forward to uh, to starting a new year with uh, with um, my Inovia family. How does that sound? That, that that sounds good. And so, Jeff, how many CRM podcasts can I do next year? Limit <laughs> 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 uh, me to twelve. Over or under 14 is the uh, number that uh, that we're going on. So we, we just did what Holly was poking at me. I thought that was not very nice of Jeff. Not that I've grown, you know, to that. Hey, it's anyway. Bears Packers week, Steve. We can't be nice to each other. It is. It's the perfect setup, right? Oh, well, good news. Yes, last night I won my first fantasy football Super Bowl in the last five Woo-hoo. years. I won some big, big coin. (laughs) (laughs) So we're going to McDonald's for lunch. Come on, let's go, guys. All right. (laughs) (laughs) So by the grace of God, if the the Bears could actually beat the Packers, uh, they're in the playoffs. But Aaron Rodgers is coming to Soldier Field, and we know what he does. So um, maybe they'll they'll just bench him. (laughs) It's not going to happen. So thanks for bringing that up, Jeff. Well, you know, actually, though, we should ask, like, Holly, what's going on with the Cleveland Browns? Are they going to make it into the playoffs? Fingers crossed, man. Fingers crossed. And we're in the same boat. It's Cleveland and Pittsburgh game on Sunday, and we have to, we have to win. We have to beat them. Yeah, it's not like they lost to the Jets or anything. Oh, wait, they did? Right? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Stop it. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, that was, it was a bad week. What can you say, you know? Yeah, yeah they a lot lost. of running backs with COVID and Yeah, they lost a lot of players. And they couldn't even leave Cleveland until Sunday morning, I think, is when they flew out of Cleveland. So they weren't even there a day before. It was a rough week. 
It was a rough week. So there's always next year's one game at a time. That's the goal. You mean next year? One game at a time. One game at a time. Well, I'm a lifelong Cub fan, and they're starting a garage sale. Uh, so it's back to the triple A's for us, but, <laughs> but anyway, thank you for Holly for joining. And, sure. uh, as we sure. end our last, as, as we wrap up our last podcast of 2020, we're going to go ahead and end it. Now this podcast is over. Mm-hmm.